Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is February 17th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well and in good spirits. Um, If you are a native Ohioan like myself, hopefully you're staying warm today. Um, It's not new. I'm not surprised. It's just, it sucks whenever we have a day that's like, practically like the 70s almost and then we have another day where it's just freezing again so that's fun um i love burning up all this heat <laughs> wasting all this money on my heat bill but i am good i am well uh we have you know successfully completed another week at work that's nice <laughs> that's nice tgif am i right yeah 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 um, but yeah, no, good, good week. Uh, food wise, not too much to report. Nothing actually. I had some snacks today. I've been running on snacks. Uh, uh Doritos and Fritos. Yes, yes, at the same time. And I also got some M&Ms. Kind of cut it up a little bit, you know? Um, that's a, that's a staple for me. Yeah. Um, let's see. We can go ahead and get into it. Don't want to waste too much of your time. Uh, let's see. I will say pretty much all of this news tonight. I'm you know, just going to let you know most of these are just shootings. I hate to say that. I mean, that is kind of American standard. Um, but we got a bunch of shootings and a, a spy palate cleanser I'm going to save at the end. So let's get started. Uh, from CNN. Man charged with two hate crimes after allegedly shooting two Jewish men in Los Angeles. Now, I do not have the name of the man, um, but these were two shootings of two um, Jewish men. It is believed that the man knew they were Jewish based on how they looked like, and where they were like, coming from. I think they were both coming from like places of uh, prayer. Um, and they had like a, like a typical garb. And so therefore they're like, the person's like, okay, this is the person. And also they have, um, like gotten a hold of this man's social media, the shooter. And he's like, you know, has been like cast pictures of him with like Nazi, um, I guess like clothing, things of that nature, you know, saying anti-Semitic stuff. So, or I guess I got a slap and allegedly on here. I mean, this is like kind of fresh news, obviously of the week. Um, but, uh, let's see the facts of the case led to this crime being investigated as a hate crime. Uh, that's uh, according to the Los Angeles police, but, um, yeah, I believe the first shooting took place on Wednesday and let's see. Yeah, one was on Wednesday. One was on Thursday. Um, let's see if I can run down how it went down. Um, yeah, it was like both were taking place as like the person was like going to like I believe to their car. Um, sorry, I'm saying a bunch of idioms. Sorry about that. Um, they were walking home from places of worship when they were shot. Um, said uh, Laura Fennell, who is the director of communications for the Anti Defamation League West. 
Um, the man shot Thursday is a member of the Beat L synagogue, which is about two blocks away from where police say he was shot. Uh, let's see. I should have the other guy, but I'm a bit in the weeds. But yeah, that happened. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there was another shooting that took place that I got from WJTV. Uh, six dead in Arcabaluta. 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 I'm not familiar with this place. Sorry. Uh, but Mississippi. Um, and the suspect was identified. Let's see. Six people were shot and killed at four different locations in the small town of Arcabaluta, Mississippi on Friday. The Tate County Sheriff said. Uh, the suspect is Richard Dale Crum. Uh, let's see. Lance, let's see. According to Sheriff Brad Lance, the shooter went into a store and shot a man, then went to a house nearby on Ben Road and shot a woman. He then went to a home at Arkbluta Dam Road and shot and killed two people there. A deputy saw a car that fit the suspect's car's description and tried to stop him. The driver did not stop. And a second chase ensued. Officials say the alleged suitor pulled into the driveway of a home and was apprehended there. At the house, officers found a person dead in, the, in a car and another dead in, the, in a roadway. Uh, so, I mean, this dude was just, just, just on a spree, I guess. I, I don't have a motive or anything like that. Um... I mean, I don't, I don't think this is like something that's common or anything like that, especially for like this area. Um, so I think, you know, obviously from what I'm hearing or reading from the witnesses and stuff, people are like, they just, they weren't expecting that. But I mean, obviously you hear that a lot. That's very true crime to get a quote like that. Like, this isn't supposed to happen in this kind of town. Like, this is a peaceful place. Like, I, you, I leave my door unlocked, which I always hate that quote, by the way. Like, why are you leaving your door unlocked? Period. Period. I, in any century, if you have the ability to lock your doors, you should just do that. If you can circle the wagons at the very least, you should just do that. That's, that's, that is an Isaiah's newsstand uh, free tip. <laughs> just lock your doors. Keep them locked. Don't, don't leave anything to chance. I don't want to get on to a chance. I could, I could talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> Um, let's see from CBS news, one killed three wounded in shooting at El Paso mall, two suspects arrested. Now I don't believe they have the identity of the, uh, second suspect, but they do have the person who, um, like did the shooting, which I believe is, uh, Patrick Crucius. Um, he's actually already accepted a plea deal, um, to, um, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That's for another thing. I got that mixed up. So they might not have it. Um, let's see. So let me just run it from the top. So this starts at the food court at Celio Vista Mall. Um, and this was at, uh, 5.05 PM, um, late Wednesday, or that was when the report was made, sorry. Um, but honestly, this shooting, like, despite the fact that, like, so much damage happened, obviously there was one person who was killed, 
and then three people who were wounded. But within three minutes of the shooting, uh, off-duty officers who were working security in the mall had responded, and one of those off-duty officers took a suspect into custody. Um, like I said, there wasn't too many details about the second suspect, but in all, this was wrapped up very quickly, which is good, but obviously sad that someone lost their life and then people, you know, were wounded. I, I think it's definitely one of those things where I, I, I do this myself, where a lot of times if I just see wounded or a higher number of wounded to dead, and I know maybe this is fucked up, maybe this is me being desensitized, but I will often kind of glaze over it, like, well, hey, they're alive, you know, that's good, right? That's a that's an upside, like, less of a tragedy, no? But oftentimes, people who are wounded, like, it is obviously extremely dramatic. Uh, emotionally, physically, um, you have to go through surgery and do all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's just, it's a scary, miserable thought. Um, and I just couldn't imagine even, obviously, going through it. But... It's something that is seemingly happening every fucking day in America. It's very scary. Um, and we're still, by the way, fun fact, there are still more mass shootings than days um, of the month or of the year so far. So that's fun. That's cute. Um, we can go ahead and move along here. Um, from CNN, Michigan State gunmen had a list of other targets and extra ammunition when police found him, authorities said. Excuse me. Um, let's see here. So this was another shooting that took place in East Lansing, Michigan. Um, Michigan State University. Uh, let me see if I can. Um, do, 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 do. Sorry, I'm trying to find, uh, I'm finding the, his last name. There it is. Anthony McRae. Um, this was a shooter. He, um, winds up after doing the shootings in the process, he is confronted by the police and he winds up taking his own life. Um, there's not an actual concrete motive though. They did find like a ton of stuff. Um, and it's like, it almost seems like it's hard to describe. So I was kind of run down some of it. Um, investigators found a trove of items on McRae's body and in his backpack, including two nine millimeter handguns that were legally purchased, but not legally registered. Um, then there was a note listing more potential targets, two schools in New Jersey's Ewing, Ewing, sorry, in Ewing's, um, in Jersey, New Jersey's Ewing Township, about 600 miles away from MSU, were among potential targets, police have said, or police, um, police there have said. A loaded magazine that was full to capacity in his left breast pocket, eight loaded magazines of 9mm ammunition that were in his backpack, a pouch with about 50 rounds of loose 9mm ammunition that were in his backpack, two bus tickets, which authorities plan to follow up with the local transit agency about. Um, so, I mean, he had a lot of shit on him, and he was saying, like, he was, there was, like, 20, like, 
you know, cold killers or the 20 killers that were, you know, with him or he was a part of, and they were all going to like be a part and do all these murders and stuff. But there was, there isn't any evidence to prove that that was like real. Um, so I think outside of like those schools that I mentioned, I think they might've like closed down for the day that it, when it happened. Um, but McRae did work at the, um, Meyer warehouse, which was one of the places that was named as like one of the targets. So, you know, it might be like, he was just really disgruntled and upset and he decided, Hey, I'm going to make a big spree. I'm going to make a big statement here. And, um, I believe, you know, a little bit, I guess, of summarizing here, he, um, started off, I believe at like Berkeley hall, like an area of the campus. And he, you know, started shooting there and he had a mask on. Um, there is like a testimony or a little bit of a a teacher who, um, or professor, I'm sorry. Um, Professor Marco Diaz Munoz was teaching in room 114 in Berkeley Hall when the gunman entered the back door and began firing. Uh, The gunman who had stepped just a foot inside the classroom was masked. So um, Diaz couldn't see his face. Um, It was like seeing a robot. It was like seeing something not human standing there. Uh, Students at first froze, then dove under desk in a panic or started running when the gunfire began. Uh, Two of the students who died that night and all five of the students uh, that remain in the hospital were in Diaz Munoz's classroom. Sorry, I might have said the number wrong there, the the people who are wounded. Uh, Let's see... Um, also it's, let's see, let me read this headline or title here. Uh, gunmen shouldn't have been able to purchase gun. Attorney general says, um, it's unclear how McRae who previously pleaded guilty to a firearm charge obtained the firearm used in the attack. McRae was previously charged with carrying a concealed weapon, a felony count that would have prevented him from being able to buy a gun if he were convicted. But the felony case against McRae never went to trial. Instead, he pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor, possession of a loaded firearm in or upon a vehicle in 2019. Um, And he spent a year and a half on probation. Um, And that's according to Ingram County's uh, prosecutor's office. At the federal level, a misdemeanor conviction does not preclude someone from buying a gun. But in Michigan, the charge under Michigan law is either a low-class felony or a high-class misdemeanor. And that's according to the state's attorney general. Um, McCray then went on to purchase two guns in 2021 in Michigan, a law enforcement um, source said. Uh, one was a Taurus pistol and the other was a high point 9mm pistol. Um, so he bought them, but wasn't, they weren't registered to him. So it's like, kind of like a little bit of a loophole that is exploited in this law in Michigan right now. Um, I mean, I've, I've gone on diatribes, you know, long rants about all this shit and how it sucks, how it's frustrating. Um, but I don't know. I'm in a phase of, I guess, numbness or what have you. Um, I do want to read the names here because, you know, I have them readily available. Um, let's see. There's three students who were killed. Uh, Ariel Anderson, who was 19. Brian Frazier, 20. And 
Alexandria Werner, also 20. Um, I mean, it's a shame. I mean, these are kids, literal kids. They um, weren't even able to drink. And just this guy decides, hey, I'm going to just waylay this fucking school. Um, and I guess he was just getting warmed up. I mean, I, I just like talking about the other guy in fucking Mississippi. I don't know what worked that guy up. Um, but that shit fucking happens. And it's happening every day. It's scary as hell. It's frustrating as hell. Um, because it doesn't seem like there's any fucking answer that people want to hear that, you know, are at the, the top. And I mean, because that's really all I care about. Like, you can have these conversations, you know, the person to the left of you, the right of you, online, whatever. But, you know, obviously I think what everyone wants is just some kind of reform, something that actually does something. And I think that's the case, I hope, on both sides of the conversation. Whether you want guns or you don't want guns for, you know, everyone or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, Because I just, I hate getting into these entrenched conversations that just don't do nothing. And I hate just being so mad about this shit, you know? Um, it was just nice to, to just see some kind of change that was worthwhile that um, would actually change this shit. But um, I don't know. Uh, truthfully, I don't think I'm going to see anything like that in my lifetime. Um, maybe, hey, maybe for a better future. Who knows? Um, but let's see. We got one more thing to go. I'm going to go ahead and do my little typical... Kick back. And like I said, no more pew pew. I got a palate cleanser for you, you. From CNN, former British guard at British Embassy in Berlin jailed for spying for Russia. See, I know. I said palate cleanser and all this, and I and I didn't lie. I didn't lie. But, you know, it's Friday. It's Friday, and you know I'm going to talk about some Ukraine-Russia shit one way or another. <laughs> you, just, you know. You know I'm going to do it. Now, granted, to be fair, loophole of my own, this really isn't like Ukraine-Russia stuff. Um, I really just don't have too much to add to that. I mean, I'm sure things are happening, yada, 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 atrocities every day. But it, I figured, hey, we can take a little break. We can take a little break. You know, hopefully for the week, let's just let's just talk about some other stuff. Um, but that being said, a former security guard at the British Embassy in Berlin was sentenced to more than 13 years in prison at the Old Bailey, at the Old Bailey in London on Friday after being caught spying for Russia. Um, let's see, the 50-year-old David Ballantine, Ballantine. Smith had collected information from the British embassy by stealth between 2018 and 2021. So see, this is like old shit. Uh, some of which was clearly marked as secret. He then sold the information to Russia as part of an ongoing relationship. Um, and now granted, he was getting paid for this, but it does kind of seem like from what I've gleaned from reading this and just listening to like some BBC news, is that, like, this guy was a quote-unquote walk-in. So, like, he wasn't put under pressure to be a spy, to do any kind of espionage. He just went out of his way to do it. He hit them up and said, hey, I think I got some shit that you want. And, um, you know, it was, like, a lot of personal information, 
things of that nature. Um, let's see. Of the clearly secret documents, one was a sensitive report addressed to the then prime minister of this country, Boris Johnson, uh, sent to him by members of his cabinet. Some of the documents of a lower classification revealed the names, photographs, and personal details of the embassy staff. So, I mean, obviously that's very just delicate information. You don't want that in the hands of anyone from other countries. You know what I mean? So, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, that probably got hurt. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, according to the news agency, Smith sent two letters to Russian embassy officials in 2020, with one of them revealing the identity of a diplomat who had worked in Russia. The second letter sent in November 2020 was traced back to Smith, prompting police to launch an investigation. So, I mean, it kind of goes to show, it doesn't seem like he was really, like, leaving any holes or any gaps, but, I mean, it, it's... Maybe the inevitable nature of this shit is like eventually you're usually going to get caught doing some sneaky stuff like this. Um, then again, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't know. I'd be a terrible spy. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not built for that. I'm not built for that lifestyle. Um, but yeah, 13 years. Shit, man. That's a lot. I mean, maybe he'll get out a little bit earlier for good behavior. I don't know how they do it over there. <laughs> um... But yeah, crazy shit, huh? Um, but anyway, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Patreon.com, so there's a news. If you would like to support the podcast, um, also gets you access to bonus episodes. Also gets you the Discord link. Also gets you a shout out on the podcast every month. You become a newsy and um, I'll say your name. I'll plug whatever you'd like me to plug. Um, so yeah. Uh, free ways to hit me up are uh, gmail.com or news one at gmail.com. I don't know why I'm messing that up lately. And because um, I never use it. I'm not an email guy. Um, and then I have a Facebook and a Twitter and I'm just generally on the social. So you can, pri- you know, you can find me. You can talk to me if you'd like. We can interact. And uh, that's all I got. So hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye bye. Mwah!